Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm, and Brad and I are hungover. Yeah, uh, about last night, Johnny. It was... Got a bit larry. We're going to make it sound more mysterious. Yeah, I I did that classic thing of getting home, thinking, I'm not really drunk, I'm going to get away with this. And then, yeah, I ate a lot of toast and fell uh, fell asleep in front of the TV. So, definitely was. Oh, getting home from Tottenham at midnight was, was lovely. I can tell you, I missed my train by about three seconds and had to get buses and oh it was it was wonderful wonderful the thing stuff. thing you need to remember though in that situation is that you are leaving tottenham so there's a plus <laughs> yeah but i'm going back to lewisham so you know it's, it swings and roundabouts <laughs> the tottenham of the south <laughs> exactly anyway this is probably not great content for somebody who lives say in in california um <laughs> So yeah, last night we were at the the first ever Love Beer London Festival, which is a festival just for the the brewers of the southeast, uh, joint run by the Society for Independent Brewers, which is basically the Brewers Association in the UK, um, and Craft Beer Cares, which is a, a charity that raises money for mental health charities, uh, and yeah, we did we did some damage to our brains. Um, but before that, I was doing a load of beer judging. So Seba. Run a competition uh, every year that, that culminates in a big, big uh, conference up in Liverpool, and the best beers in the country uh, get judged, and they crown sort of the best pale ale, the best stout, the best imperial stout, all this kind of stuff. So we were judging that. Uh, I got the lager category. I was leading a team of judges. Uh, had ten ten lagers to try. I think two of them were. You'd, you'd go back to the bar for. Um, yeah. We're still not great at lagers, are we, over here? In the no, UK? we're really not. No. Uh, and the, like, the little lager revolution that's happening isn't really happening in London. It's, it's happening elsewhere in the UK. So yeah, um, didn't hold out great hope, and, and there, there wasn't too many brilliant ones. But session IPA category was great. Clearly, we can make great session IPA down in the southeast. For sure. Um, and then we, we I was the wit beer category. So, well, wheat beer, so it was wit beers... Uh, Bavarian vice beers and American wheats, uh, mm. and I sat down and my six judges on that one, all of them sat down independently and said, "Yeah, we don't like wheat beer." Oh, that's great for a uh, yeah. Comp, isn't so I had it? six judges people who were like this style. Yeah, just didn't want to be there. <laughs> wow. So I was like, I was trying to pep them up, keep them excited about the next. 
clove bomb they were about to try. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we won any of them over. Um, but I love a vice beer. You love a vice beer, don't you, Brad? I do. I mean, I, I, I can remember being, don't tell anyone this, but about 16 years old and, and going to pubs and drinking uh, vice beers. Uh, a lot of Belgium stuff when I was a younger whippersnapper. We had a, like a Belgo type place that was in Bromley, which is near where I grew up. And I used to go in there when I was maybe about 18 and felt pretty fancy drinking, you know, some of that continental beer offerings uh, and, you know, we, smashing some did sausage. You used to, did you, <laughs> goodness, uh, <laughs> did you, uh, did you drink Hogarden when it was a big thing in the UK? I, I didn't actually like Hogarden and I, what? I think even at that age, I was like, I don't like this, man. This is too flowery. It was too medicinal, too flowery for me. I wasn't into yeah. it. I used to drink a lot of Leffe. Ah, right. Okay. You I wanted think... the the, the yeah. big, bold Belgian yeah, blondes. Exactly. Although it's no longer big or bold anymore. No, but I remember it being like, dead. you know, you could you could get the sort of almost like champagne-sized bottles of it. And if yeah. you, you know, I think you still can. They're like one fifty in Tesco. Yeah, you like rock up to a house party. I, I was maybe a little bit pretentious. I was in the kind of like rock, kind of goth kid gang, stoner guys, and uh, we we wouldn't get invited to all the house parties. But the ones we did, you know, we'd rock up with with stuff like Leffe. Um, obviously, we'd drink everyone else's beer first, but uh, then we would move on to our Leffe. And you get your foil caps. Exactly, exactly. It was almost (laughs) like champagne, you know, popping caps or whatever it was, popping, uh, I don't think they had corks, but, you know, it felt quite, quite uh, grown up, I would say. Yeah, man, it was dead From an 18-year-old guy's perspective. And big flavours, you Yeah, when I was 18, I I remember drinking Becks and thinking, this is fucking awful, why am I drinking this? (laughs) I skipped Uh, the Becks, I skipped the Becks. I think I went from... Drinking stuff in the park like vodka and uh, lots of strongbow, to then moving on to stuff like, like I say, leffe. We did slum it a bit sometimes with you know tinnies, big tinnies, four four hundred and something mil tinnies. I think they were back in the day. I couldn't even tell you what the like. It was lager. It was like crap lager. But um, <laughs> you, you were in it for the volume, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. And then I had yeah. some sort of university days where I drank a lot of K-cider and, you know, got annihilated oh and, yeah. People at art school have no taste. Uh, K-cider. This... <laughs> oh, okay. When Jeez. I was at, when, when I was hanging out with the art school crowd, we, would, we, we wouldn't pay to drink. We'd, we, we'd go to gallery openings three or four times a week. I used to live off Hoxton Square, so I used to be... Right in this is when you know Hoxton was kind of cool. Fifteen, well, nearly twenty years yeah. ago, I suppose. It was run down um, and just just starting to kick off. Yeah, again. yeah. I mean, it was yeah. definitely kicked off at that point. There was White Cube Gallery and all the stuff around there. Oh, right. We we just used to go out and drink for free. I mean, I, I found it weird that you have to pay for beer, which probably maybe made me gravitate towards trying to drink for free these days. You know, in in what we <laughs> do. <laughs> part of why we started the channel yeah certainly yeah. It's, it's snowballed from there but yeah anyway yeah. we've got super derailed from what was going to be a chat about beer judging oh yeah <laughs> suddenly we're talking about k cider in parks <laughs> um yeah I, 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 I don't know whether anybody out there's done beer judging before in their lives it's a really weird uh 
setup essentially. So you, I drank thirty four beers yesterday, um, even before Brad arrived for the actual festival. Um, and mostly, what what happens is when you're drinking normally, you like you get a beer and you're looking for something to love. You're like, oh, I can't wait for this, and you're getting the aroma, and you go, oh, that's delicious, and you you're wanting to love it. So you're sort of building your score up from zero. When you're judging, it's the other way around, and you start with a score of a hundred, and you're knocking scores off for hints of diacetyl and acetaldehyde or low carbonation or haze that isn't to style and all this kind of stuff. So you get super negative super quickly, even if the beer's pretty good. Mm. Um, so I sort of developed this new system today because I was because I was a lead judge. So you have a table of people, so you're helping them deconstruct the beer. You're checking they know the beer styles, and you're collecting their notes, and then you come up with uh, an overall score that's based off of everything that they said. Um, and I sort of developed this this system of of doing that, like knocking off the points for everything that was wrong, but then trying to start again. So taking a moment and then going back in as if I was drinking it just at, in in a pub to see if that enjoyment factor came back. Because otherwise, I found so many beer judging competitions, it's the, the well-made, filtered, pasteurised beers that yeah. seem to do the best because they just survive that format of being poured and left out for ages, probably getting a little bit too warm, and then being broken apart by beer geeks. Yeah, I imagine, um, you know, you're not, you're not going to make really edgy, angular beers win because they're not going to be balanced and they might have you know flaws in them but they're exciting and they make you emotional but that but but you know once you you sort of have to judge it on criteria a lot of those beers will fall short in a competition yeah yeah um, so, so that's, trying that's to a good approach that to come a little bit. back in yeah. an emotional way i think if you were doing that that's that's an interesting approach This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Yeah, and not not all beer competitions will let you do that. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be judged strictly to style. Um, yeah. But the 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 one we we're doing yesterday, Siva sort of said specifically, like we we don't want you to judge stuff that isn't strictly to style or penalise stuff that isn't strictly to style. Like we want we want the most delicious beers to win. Um, so I mean that has its own issues in that. <laughs> You know, you can get some stuff that isn't to style winning the wrong categories. But luckily, we didn't get that. So maybe the system system does work. Um, mm. but yeah, I thought I'd explain that because I think not a lot of people understand how the beer judging happens and, and why often it's the safer beers that tend to win. Uh, there's no conspiracy, as far mm. as I know. No. Uh, do you, do you uh, think being a beer judge... I mean, it's pretty difficult drinking 34 beers. Obviously, you're not drinking a pint. But you're going to go hot blind and you're going to get a little bit tipsy maybe verging on shit face depending on if <laughs> no, uh, you, you don't really get drunk yeah. um because you're only having maybe a, a, a sip of beer every 10 minutes 
Okay. So how are you how are you avoiding losing your 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 taste palate over the course of the um, day? So you'll I mean there's no way of avoiding it really. Your palate will get tired. Uh, those receptors in your tongue will start to back away going, "Whoa, this mm. is all too big." Um, but you have crackers on the table that help reset. Having black coffee can help. Uh, drinking lots of water can help. Um and there, there's regular breaks, so you do the rounds, so you do 10 lagers, take a break, and then you go to another category, and they try to make sure that the judges aren't, you know, if you're doing imperial stouts, they're not going to stick you on a lager table next. Right, yeah, of um, <laughs> So when you say crackers, uh, were, were they the the Soffles uh, pita chips that were... No, no, not the flavoured ones. These are just <laughs> no, the, the, the nullifying little guys that are, that are great cl- for just... Classic anything. Jacobs, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I'd love to know if you guys have beer, done beer judging or, or what your thoughts are on beer judging. You can get us on at Beer Channel on Twitter and at Craft Beer Channel on Instagram. Um, and obviously on any of our videos. We did a video on beer judging round about this time last year. It must have been end of March because that was based on the SEBA finals, which I judged in March last year. Is, um, um, we're hosting that, right? Is we hosting that? We are, yeah, we're hosting the awards section of that this year, yeah. I'm kind um, of terrified about that, but... You're going to be the one doing most of the, the heavy lifting, hopefully. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be the host, and you'll be the pretty one that hands over the trophies, maybe. I don't know about pretty, but uh, <laughs> I, can, I can certainly pick things up. I don't usually drop stuff, but I'm quite clumsy. So That's yes. going to be on your grade. Actually, yeah, you're not great at picking stuff up. You are <laughs> no, pretty no. clumsy. I mean, when we, when we were doing our uh, food festival circuit a couple of years ago, which was great fun, by the way, and it did help me conquer some of my um, anxiety issues, yeah, there's a bit of baptism and... of fire cooking for a hundred people in a tent yeah. in the middle of <laughs> Bedford. Yes. Yeah, it was quite full on. But um I managed to fall down the stairs off of the stage <laughs> with a full tray of beer. And I didn't spill a bloody thing, but I did totally stack it. Um so I, yeah, my my kind of track record of falling over with important things around beer is 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 bad. <laughs> I had totally forgotten, but I do remember like screaming in joy when I saw you stand up without a single beer spill. Yeah, it was, it was a remarkable feat because ah, <laughs> they were like the little shot glasses as well. Like I don't yeah. know, I don't know how that's scientifically possible that you didn't spill any. I, I well, I uh, think what it was, you know, when uh, you're, you know, people they get feats of strength when when it comes down to it, like a, a child <laughs> like lifting gets cars off a car people. and they lift the car yeah. up. <laughs> I, I zoned in and I I knew I was going down. I let my body take the hit, but I knew how important this that we only had a certain amount of this very very rare stout, and it yeah. didn't help that the organizer guy had bloody drunk, <laughs> drank half a bunch of, it of them without telling yeah. us. And then we we turned yeah. up and it's like, where's our beer? Oh yeah, I got a bit drunk last night and and drank it all. Thanks, man. That was that was uh, that was fun. But uh, what a summer, Brad! <laughs> that was that was a great summer. I look back on that with uh, rose-tinted glasses. We did a bit of camping, <laughs> and yeah. oh, it was wonderful, wonderful stuff. It was it, it was great. A strange food festival. So there was a hamster petting tent. Yeah, uh, lots of chainsaw. I think was more popular garbage. than our talks. Chainsaw People love free shit, so don't underestimate the the pull of our talks. They were there for the free samples, and we, we, we soon clocked on. I think we did at least 12 of these festivals, maybe? Was it 12 or 9? We I did. Remember. 
Uh, we did. We, we only did four actual festivals, but yeah, we did but was... two, four talks at each one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, we kind of clocked on pretty soon. You don't give out the free samples straight away. You got to make them wait around for a bit for that. Because if yeah. you do, they'll just fuck off. And Treat then... me and keep them keen. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. That's it. This is just a quick message to remind you guys that everything that we do, that's our podcast, our blogs, and indeed our videos on YouTube, are all supported by our friends on Patreon. Yeah, we really couldn't do it without you guys. You're the lifeblood of the channel. And, you know, if you're feeling flush or not particularly that flush, anything you can contribute really helps keep the lights on. What do you get in exchange? You get some awesome merchandise and you also get that lovely, warm, tingling feeling inside that you're supporting independent content. Absolutely. I'm feeling warm and tingly right now. And if you are too, head over to patreon.com slash Right. Yeah, this is a proper ramble chat, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, let's dive into the comments. Uh, see what's been said. Um, we <laughs> so any of you that watched our live show last night would know we didn't have an upload this week. We did a live show instead. That live show did not go to plan. Oh, it was, um, it was so fun, Johnny. I, I loved your Android phone last night. It was amazing. Such a well-performing <laughs> little sentient <laughs> being. Uh, yeah, thousand pounds worth of equipment. Sure. Yeah, we basically we we paranoid Android. We couldn't turn off the OK Google feature. So every time we oh. said OK in the live show, it cut our live feed. Um, yeah. And eventually we, we worked it out. Huge props to the Soffles rep uh, and to... Uh, Hamilton, Mr. Hamilton. Uh, oh, yes, Mr. Hamilton. It was Lee, wasn't it? Yeah, Lee Hamilton, yeah. Uh, who who ended up in it and, and had a chat with him. He was He's an ex-computer um, uh, uh, techie guy, and he, he sorted it out. So we basically we turned it off away. and on again, you know, the classic IT man. Pretty much. Um, yeah. He's a cool guy. I enjoyed talking to him. I haven't really engaged with him that much before. Um, I thought he was great. He's an S- he's a proper Essex boy, isn't he? And, he is, um, yeah. I loved, I loved his chat about roast potatoes. It free in pubs <laughs> yeah. in the 90s, which yeah. I still think is a lie, but there we go. I- uh, yeah, if you guys have ever been given free roast potatoes in a pub, you've got to let us know, because we don't think that happened. Um, to, to, to give it a bit of context, yes. he was basically saying, you know, like you might get nuts on the bar, some some bar nuts. He was he was implying that he used to regularly, all over Essex and in parts of London, be given roast potatoes just, just as a free, you know, livener when you're drinking a beer. The landlord will come up to you, here's some roast potatoes for you. Very random, very very random. Um, I, I I don't Sim- know. So let us know if that's a thing. Yeah. Um, so we got lots of comments on that. Obviously, mostly people uh, saying we're drunk, which was uh, not unfair. Um, but yeah, so we're not going to pick a comment comment from that. But I do recommend you go have a look at that video and see the carnage that ensued as we got. I think it was the fourth live stream finally worked. Um, yeah. But, but we recently, I always enjoy this, every now and then, because we've been doing this channel for six years now, mm. uh, nearly seven. Uh, so we've got a back catalogue of some pretty dodgy videos. <laughs> um, and we got a comment on one of them ages ago. Every now and then somebody finds them in YouTube. Uh, and it was back when we had a thing called Top of the Hops, where the, the best thing about it was the awesome turntable intro. Oh, yeah. Um, Everything else about it was... It was just when we were doing beer reviews, like right at the start when we were padding out our content. Um, and so somebody's got dug out our review of Pilsner Urkel, uh 
and I, I, he said, the beer was destroyed by the tap man, very poorly poured, says Jindrik Prausek. Um, oh dear. And you, usually when they flash up on my phone and we get a comment, uh, and it's a negative one, you're always like, oh, like you're always thinking, how can I get out of this one? And then I looked at the video and I was like, nope, Jindrik is 100% on the money. That is a horrific pour of mm. beer. Oh dear. Um, so, Pilsner Okel should have a good inch of creamy head from the side pour tap on top. Um, and it was just flat. Our pints, they were awful. I think we mentioned it in the video. We do say, like, this is not how it's supposed to be, and we try and generate some head. But it they, it looks awful. I think we've, um, we've definitely redeemed ourselves in the Pilsner Okel stakes. We've, uh, we've made some great content out there with those guys. and um, We have done. Fucking love that beer, man. When you drink it over there, it's, it's the mother's milk. It's proper it's, amazing stuff. Yeah, I'd live off it if I could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought it would be a good excuse for us to have a chat about some pours, because I just wrote an article for Ferment, which is the Beer 52 magazine, all about weird pours around the world. Um, so you've obviously got the way the personal Kel pour it, um, then you're like the Quad Linker, I think it's called, uh, and then you have the Schnitt, which is like this quick pour with loads of head that uh, you drink really quickly, and it just keeps being brought and brought and brought by by the staff in the pub, and you just means you get ultra fresh beer constantly, and it's sort of a worker's drink because it's it's cheap and it's quick, and you can do it in your lunch hour. Um, but they then have the Mlicko pour, mm. um, which is just pure silky foam. It's like liquid beer meringue. Yeah, um, it's very delicate, isn't it? And it, 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 you know, if if you encountered that in a Weatherspoons pub, let's say, you'd be like, can you top top that up, love? You'd be like, yeah, top that up. You know, you wouldn't. It's 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 an odd thing when you first see it. If it's out of context, yeah. you're like, what? The, where's the beer? Where, sorry, where's the beer? Where's but, the beer but, bit? Like that's all head. But yeah. head is beer. Head it's, is beer, which is something we've learned through through going to the Czech Republic a lot. That's true. Um, but yeah, so my favourite from the article, which I wrote about, um, I won't get into slow pour because it's super political, and some people think it's the best thing, and some people don't. We haven't got time. But the Hartlepool head is what I want to talk to you about. Oh yeah. So the Hartlepool head. Have I told you about this, Brad? This is the thing they put in the fridge, right? Yeah. So it's a thing that happens up in up in Hartlepool, which is in the 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 extreme north uh, north east of England. Mm. Um, And what they do is they pour half the pint with lots of head. Yes. Then they put it in the fridge for thirty minutes. Sensible. Let all the uh, carbonation out. Yeah, love it. Yep. And then they bring it back out and top it up, right? <laughs> right. And so it's already it, cold what beer, it creates, right? it's it, yeah, yeah. Um, what it, what it creates is like what I can only describe as a Smurf hat <laughs> that comes out of the beer and sort of droops. Yeah. It's oh, a super weird thing, like coming out like four beautiful. or five inches from the. No, not four or five inches. Two or three inches from the top of the glass. Just this weird <laughs> Smurf hat. And what's the um, appeal of it, other than it looking hilarious? What's I have no idea. I've do? never tried one. We need to get in a oh, car. We need to do that. Yeah. And go to Hartlepool. Hartlepoolers out there, what the fuck are you up to? Can you explain <laughs> it? Um, it's just the idea of putting explained. a beer half in a fr- sorry half a pint in a fridge for half an hour. And then letting the, the, all, it's, yeah, just mad. The origins of it is that apparently it was for the steel workers. They'd come in for lunch and have some beers, right? But it was too busy, so they wouldn't be able to pour enough beer. Okay, quickly. 
So, speed so they pour beer in advance. So that's where the 30 minutes in the right. fridge came. Got you. And I guess if you're pouring really quickly, that means you get this giant head and then people yeah. start going, actually, I, I like it with the really creamy head on top. So it's like the shit festival pint you get. Sorry, Hartlepoolers, this probably gorgeous <laughs> didn't trade it. But when you go to a festival and you're like, you go up to a bar and you're drinking your, you know, Tourborg or whatever drizzle, you know, horrible stuff they've got going on. They've they've already poured them out and they're on the they're on a shelf. There's like a hundred of them poured out, and you get yeah. stung for about seven quid a pint. You've bought a round and it's cost you about forty quid, and it's flat and it's a bit warm. Might have a fly in one of them. You try and give that to the person you don't like. Um, that's basically the Hartlepool pour, but you don't get the Smurf out on it. And hopefully not the fly either. Hopefully not the fly. But who knows? Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's hanging about for that long. <laughs> but, um, I'm I'm into this Harley Pulpo. I need to I need to try it now. Yeah. Well, well, Don Don Zoko's up there. It's actually Reese who owns Don Zoko Brewery, uh, who put me onto it, and they yeah. make fantastic beer. So maybe we'll go see Don Zoko and we'll have ourselves a Harley Pool head. Do you think Don Zoko will make us a Harley Pool head with a Don Zoko beer, or is that sacrilegious? Well, it's oh, I'd like cask. to try one non Harley Pulpo and then one that is Harley Pulpo. Compare and contrast the two. I think that'd be an interesting flavour test. That's a video right there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Guys, that's all we have ha- have time for. We've already hit 20 minutes. Um, oh. So uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are drinking a beer at the moment. Brad and I uh, <laughs> might take the day off. Um, I'm going to go get so a Domino's, mate. I'm hanging. <laughs> there you go. That's how you fix it. Um, and, yeah, all, all that's left to say really is happy Valentine's Day to all oh. you lovely people. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, Johnny. I love you, man, in a very platonic way. I love you way, too, buddy. Yeah. yeah. We've had some great times, haven't we, eh? Haven't we just? Oh. Many memories to, to, to So many go memories over. I've forgotten about with the age of booze. <laughs> yeah, so many memories we'll never recall because exactly. of uh, alcohol. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. There you go.